Remember the saying rank? Um, well, in Harrisburg, it was two songs that used to always start fight. It would be, um, uh, them boys from the south got gold the name out. Don't trust when it's a drought, cause them boys will take you out. And I say, bro, stay cuz, stay bro, stay cuz. Yeah. And what's the other one? No booking info 2017, and we are here. <laughs> you get on my nerves so bad sometimes. It's crazy. I mean, you're, I, you were just serenading the people with. <laughs> Yo, why would you do that to me? You're serenading. I'm so far removed from that life. I, I, I listen. I don't. I have no idea what those songs are that you were just talking about. And it's. God, your hair look like a hood rat. <laughs> No, I think you did a solid job. And I don't know if this is Jesus inspired or what, but we just gonna we just gonna rock with it. So we are here. No booking info. No booking info. Episode eight. It's your girl Pre, MMG Pre, Preyonce, Pre Pre Andretti. You know. Why do you know? So when I say check it, let's see what the level's like. You always say, listen, hello, this is Capricia. <laughs> this is me, I. But then when I say, all right, time for the cameras to roll, you all in the front, you know, with the witty hutton. Because it's showtime. I guess. I am Tree. I think I'm going to go back to Phil. You know, I think I'm going to go back to Phil. I don't know if I want to be Tree anymore. You never. I was tree. The nickname was starting to, it might not have trended on social media, but I was kind of digging it just a tad. You know, but no, we are here. No booking info. This episode is episode eight. eight. So it's we're still alive. Shout out to our iTunes and Google Play listeners. We now out here, you know, three different platforms getting this. Well, we're not getting any money for this, but, you know, we moving on up. <laughs> Yeah, I I, st- I, listen, I don't know what you'd be doing over there. Listen, I just I let was you, supporting. You were that was supportive. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So we and shout out to the cheerleaders at Prep Charter. They got I'm gonna say it, they got rides in competition, but it's cool. You know, you gotta take the crickets with the straights. That's the same thing I'm saying about Bam and Clemson. You gotta take the crickets with the straights. Bama should have won. That's all right. Roll tide till I die. Are, right. are you from Alabama or are you from where are you from? I'm a like I'm a Southern Belle in my head, like I feel like I should like have been born down the south, but I wasn't. So you know, I'm a I'm a country girl stuck in a city. Country girl stuck in a city. Well, I whatever that means, whatever that means. But <laughs> but no, listen, listen. We are here. This is episode eight. I don't think we have a title uh, for for this. You we know, we do. We never have. Thing. We just like it to to come organic. Why you gotta tell all the magic? Yeah, we you know so let's let's get into it. They they tired of this three minutes and twenty four seconds already uh, nonsense. <laughs> they like man, here they go All on right. that so, BS again. Um, our new our new name for the the current event in these streets. <laughs> That's the new name for it, in these streets because we talking about what's going on in these streets. So it's gonna go in these streets. I'm not mad at it. I, I can honestly say you did you did a good job, socio producer, whatever you, you know your title. You got like eighteen I'm the titles. Executive creative director. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
<laughs> Same thing. You seen what happened when Kelly tried to take over? That was the end of Destiny's Child. We could let Michelle try to, because we know Michelle ain't gonna get nowhere. But when Kelly tried, that's when Beyonce said, "All right, listen, let me go do my solo thing." And so, I mean, we close. You know, we might be having auditions for for another co-host and no booking info. That's the co-executive yeah, right. producer uh, wants to to, to to name myself. So, try. no, all right. So we we in these streets. We in these streets. We popping in the streets. Oh, new, new. This just came down. Uh, Dylan Roof, mm-hmm. mass murderer of the individuals, and I guess that's on the paper. So I wasn't sure she was up to date in these streets. So, but Dylan Roof was sentenced to death. Yeah. Did for, you hear about his um his closing argument comments though? When he, when when he was saying that um like in his interview, um he told the FBI that he had to do it, and he changed it. And he said, "But you know, I really didn't have to do it." I what did it say? I felt like I had to do it, and I still felt like I had to do it. And it's like wow. At least it, it confirms what the world know is that he's like it's so crazy. A little, you know, I don't like the c word, but he's definitely he has mental health issues. Clearly, he definitely has mental health issues. Anytime you come, is that mental health or is that just straight hate? I mean, I think it's a it's a it's a mental health hate is uh, should be in the DSM five. Uh, as far as a mental health disorder, it, because it speaks to, you know what, that actually makes sense. Yeah. You know, it, it speaks to some type of, you're, you're, I don't know, I hate to say you're lacking something. Especially when people get obsessive about it. Yeah. It's yeah obsessive it's, about their hate. And they become obsessive compulsive with regards to the hate. So yeah, so I, I definitely think it's, you know, or there's, there's symptoms, there's traits from different diagnoses and involved in hate so yeah so he has been sentenced to death i don't know how i feel about that dude to be honest with you uh i'm not my thinking is who am i to determine whether whether somebody lives or dies you know i think that's a big responsibility i i don't and then i don't, I don't think that it's that the pen that's a penalty really i mean it you know as right, I, I feel like you like need to like you're, you're letting not really them off the hook. Anything. Exactly. But the way that the death penalty works anyway is people sit for about eight to ten years before it even happens and they appeal and appeal and appeal and things like that. So uh I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean he's gonna be allowed for at least another ten to fifteen years minimum. And then he's young. You know, I'm not sure of how old he is, but he's he's relatively young. So he might be in his forties or fifties by the time something takes place. So um, R.I.P. to those who, who died in that massacre. So what's, what's next in these streets? So um, the Obama farewell party, I heard it was lit. My uh, my invitation got lost in the mail. I don't check my mail. That's probably what it is. If I go home and check my mail, it's probably right in there and I done missed the party. Or maybe it's in the email and the spam. Yeah. Why, why? email goes to trash and spam? Why, does, why is spam so... Popping like I, I I go through my spam folder every now and then, and I'll be looking at the type of stuff they send it. Like yo, like I'll be having chicks that be like, "Hey, what's up, Big Daddy? Wait, what you want to come through?" And I'll be like, "Hey, I know I'm gonna get a virus if I click this. I just know it, but I want to click it. I want to see why, why she's calling me Big Daddy." <laughs> then we got the Africans and the millionaires. Hey, yeah, yeah, your, uh, your great ne- you're the great nephew. It's like, dang, I knew, I knew. I knew it. I knew it. I knew, that's my money. I'll be wanting to check it. It's my money and I want it now. Yeah, so it's the spam folder is 
it's a necessary evil, man. It's definitely a necessary evil. But no, nah, I mean, peace out to Obama. Uh, I don't so know. Sad. Are I'm, you? I'm listen, destroyed. Listen, I, I don't blame him for Obamacare. <laughs> I don't. I, I think this is going to be a very interesting four years. Like, did you hear? Um, they were. Uh, what was it? It was a a confirmation hearing. Um, for one of the representatives that they were uh they were having like test testimonies or something like that, and uh some people came and they walked in dressed like KKK, and they were saying like we're his number one fans and just all kinds well, of crazy I mean, but stuff. But you going you going to get that though? Like that doesn't mean anything. But to me. I just feel like that's the type of climate that that, that is his creating. type of presidency creates. It's yeah, that, I, yeah, I, I get because the logic. I get the logic. It's like now it's giving. Like people racist permission to take the masks off, they're comfortable now, you know. In a in a time where they weren't comfortable, like they were just closet racist, or they were hiding, you know, they were still racist. But yeah. now it's like they have th- this comfortability. Well, I'm- like this is this is you know. And when they were taking them out, they were saying you can't arrest us. We're white men. White men don't get arrested. Well, so I, is it, that is that the, the the mindset that we're that we're going into? Listen, sure, why not? Listen, I prefer my racism over. I prefer to be able to see who hates me or who doesn't like me, so then I can behave accordingly. I don't I don't like the systemic racism, the covert racism. When I go to Norristown, well, that's not going anywhere either. Though. What, when I go to Norristown and I see uh, textbooks from from nineteen ninety four, it's like mm-hmm. half these kids weren't even alive then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I, again, I, I'm not mad at it. Give me my racism over and just, I'll, I'll take it as it is. I mean, with regards to Obama, it's again, I, maybe I don't see the, uh, the effects that everybody else sees, you know, because I'm not looking for him. I'm not looking for no matter. And this isn't just for Obama. This is no matter who the president is, because I try to focus on self and what I need to do now. When I do notice it, it's tax time. Like when Bush, uh, what did Bush take away? Bush did something with my tax. I noticed. Listen, oh the uh, something with the child care earned one of those well, those tax credits, and it went away. Trump and I gave, noticed like, that some type of heat credit. It's time out, time out, time. So you just going to disrespect me in my career? It's so cold. Like <laughs> listen, I can't feel my toes. And you see why I say, listen, we're going to be interviewing for a new host. You know what I mean? It's so cold. So you going to disrespect my I got my, my winter coat on. It's going down, and I'm still cold. Like I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to deal with this. Well, listen. This is this is the life that you chose. You know, this is nose running like a track star. So, what you want to do? Let's talk, let's talk about this. What you, what would you like me to do? You want me to like what? you got a, a space heater? Turn <laughs> space heater. Why are you disrespecting me? <laughs> like, how you know I want people to know how I live? Listen, I'm in one room. Let's like let's be clear. You know, I want somebody. Oh, he Bill Tree living in a shack. No, I don't live in a shack. <laughs> he don't live in I got a I got a four bedroom home. Oh, you gotta do all that. Now let's let's be clear. We are gonna throw it out there. Let's throw it out. I got a four bedroom home. Uh, He's looking for a wife, y'all. I, indeed, I am. I ain't gonna lie. It's uh, Ajax. It's hands up in the bathroom. It's cold in here. It's, it's, but, 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 <laughs> you gotta relax. You gotta relax. But no, you know, I gotta, uh, you know, I keep a space heater. I'm only in one room when I am home. You know, I'm working, saving the babies all day. And so, listen, what do I need that for? So we're gonna record. We're gonna record in this coldness. You know, as cold as a, a lot of y'all females' hearts out there. This is dedication you know? and commitment. I'm dedicated and committed to the listeners. 
That but that wasn't a part of in these streets. So let's get okay. back to in these streets. Before <laughs> um, you be, I'll put you out in these streets. <laughs> you hear about D Rose and his like no show. I thought that was interesting because it's like yeah, I saw different perspectives. It's like, yes, this man gets paid a copious amount of money to do his job running up and down the court. But at the same time, athletes do have pretty strenuous, you know what I mean, strenuous lives. And they still have family issues. And people are saying they don't believe that he really went to go see his mom. Um, but whether that's here nor there, I feel like people do deserve a break. So I guess he didn't show up to the game and didn't call anybody or say nothing. Like he basically did like a no no call no, no call, show. No call no show. Yeah, I said I saw that <laughs> on Instagram. Like so D Rose did a no call no show. Is he gonna get fired? No, hey. I think they find him and like now he's back playing. Yeah. I mean and listen, this again Sometimes you need a break though. You do need a break, but that's about communication. Yeah. And so apparently, That's what they were saying. apparently something happened where he didn't feel comfortable in communicating what occurred. So I, you know, I can't speculate on on what I don't know. Yeah. So hopefully everything is, he, is hopefully okay. his mom's Unless, okay. And if he goes back to Chicago, the first thing I thought was somebody got killed. Honestly, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Oh man! It's not the, did you see how many people got shot last year in Chicago? I don't it's it's rough so unfortunately that's the first thing that comes to my mind but again hope all is well with yeah. him 17 people were arrested in connection with kim's uh robbery that she next had. next uh, listen and one next. was like her chauffeur next but no this is next. the funny part about it next. all the people that were arrested they were in like their 50s and like the oldest one was like 72 <laughs> i don't think that's kind of like <laughs> no, I just thought that was crazy. It was like really like God robbed by senior citizens. <laughs> I mean, that's not funny. It's not funny being robbed. It's not funny. But I just thought that was crazy. Like seventy two years old. Maybe he was like the getaway driver. <laughs> you just not going to participate because you want to talk about it. <laughs> Yo, you so petty. <laughs> All right. Um, the X Factors. Rebecca Ferguson. She's refusing to perform at the inauguration because she said that she would only perform if they would let her do Strange Fruit. And of course, <laughs> they'd be like, "No." Of course. All right. So no. All right. You. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know what? That's all I have for you. Because I'm, I'm not doing this. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because no, you're not participating. You want me to participate with Kim Kardashian getting whatever. And whoever uh, Robert Ferguson is. I thought he was a wide receiver. Rebecca. Robert, Rebecca, From Ralph. the UK. I, why would I know who she is? I have, And we don't care about that here at New Book and Info. How do you want to say we don't care? How do you not? See, this is the thing. You need to go hit the streets. And see what the listeners are really thinking about and talking about. And they're talking about Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. But anyway. So that's all we got for the for in these streets. Yeah. Yeah, we might gotta cancel this segment. <laughs> like, <laughs> that might be the end of in these streets. In these streets about to be in these streets with with <laughs> with free free and free free Andretti. That they all gonna be out in the streets. No, no, no. Listen, it's it's all good. It's all good, baby, baby. Yeah, I mean, I try to bring the things that some people would have heard of, they might not have heard. Yeah. You know, I try to have a mixture of things. 
are different different things yeah. interest different people. Well, one thing I noticed today when I was home is shout out to uh to Bounce TV. You know, because I'm one of the non-cable having people. I do got Cody, you know, so I'm still living the high life a little bit. But shout out to Bounce for bringing Cosby Show back. You know, it's that's the only platform I think it's on in, in the world. On, on, on Clearly, it has to be black television because we're the only one that's going to support uh, Bill and uh, Felicia. And, Was he found not guilty? But he actually admitted to... Giving women the what are they called? Can- canoodles. <laughs> canoodles, the quaaludes. Quaaludes. Qua- yeah. Listen, I'm not here to pass judgment on Bill. I can't. I wasn't there. I don't. I don't know. It just the I same. Mean, I struggle with separating artists as in their art and their like their personal lives. I, I, I at one point I did, especially you know, especially the fact that I got a daughter. But listen, when step step in the name of love, come on, I'm stepping. You know, I'm sorry. Listen, I'm stepping. I listen, I it's, it's one of them songs. Any Tilly is hype right now. She loves him. I'm like, ew, how? Oh, Robert, Robert. Listen, I watched the video. You know, and it was just like, this isn't this isn't right. This is nothing good about this. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's, he's dating like a 19 year old now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not good, but he still made at the tender age of a thousand. Step in the name of love, like you know how. Back, back, side, side. Round and round. Whack. Touch, grand. Whack. No. It won't be played in my wedding. Well, listen. First, some things have to take place first. Before <laughs> no shade, though. Yo, no. that was so <laughs> no, shady. No shade. But, but no, shady. I mean, with regards to, you know, separating the art from, you know, from the individual, it's, it's very difficult. But when we look at it, you know, no human is in, infallible, and that doesn't justify any of, of what they do, what they've done. But I'm sure, you know, some of your great, you know, your great composers, your great artists, your great actors, actresses, they have things in their closet that they've done. And so, listen, I don't know how we would be able to watch some of the TV that we watch if, you know, we judge people by what it, you know, the acts that they committed. And so, you know, I just try to be diligent in, in recognizing, okay, listen, I'm, I'm not going to support it. I might listen to it, but I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to go out and, because I wanted to go to R. Kelly concert real bad. Like, he came and I was like, because he got hits. The man got hits, but I was like, you know what? I, I can't. I can't do that. I'll listen to right. you, you know, um, but I can, I possess the ability to differentiate between, you know, what's just the, the ability to differentiate. Okay. Between what they do and and the art, wow. so yeah. So what else we got in these streets? Anything else popping? So we posted earlier, and I I looked some stuff up, you know, prior to doing it. But it was weird because like uh, the last couple of days, it felt like it kept popping up and popping up. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to rework this, and I think I think we're gonna talk about it. So me. So I feel like. <laughs> What was that face? This is is another Kelly power move. I didn't know about the soulmate topic until I saw it on Instagram on the No Book of Info page followers. I was like, soulmates? So I hit her up like, is this what we rapping about? I don't think I got a response. It was just, I either had to get down or lay down. (laughs) You know, and so here we are. Stay proud. So soulmates. Soulmates is, is a... It's interesting. It's interesting. As I as I get older, my idea of, of 
of what a soulmate is. Mine too. It it, it continues to evolve, and so I, the way I look at, and I was talk, I actually had a, a conversation with a friend of mine not too long ago about the idea of a soulmate, and so my idea is first how I look at religion. Yes, people say they're Christian, they're Muslim, but I think we're just like I think everybody is has their own culture. You know, everybody has their own idea of religion. Everybody has their own idea of what a soulmate is. Now, there be maybe similar traits that that exist between people, but everybody, because we don't know how we're going to respond to an individual, we don't know how we're going to relate to them. So it's, I believe, it to be an individual type of phenomena. And so I don't, and also I don't think it has to do strictly with. Uh, the intimacy as far as like the interpersonal relationship as far as like a marriage because when people hear soulmate they equate it to the person that they're going to marry i want to marry my soulmate my soulmate my soulmate is amazing my <laughs> soulmate picked me up from work it's like <laughs> my soulmate picked me up from work <laughs> it's like it's like fiance like i i, I get sick of hearing fiance my fiance the, What's wrong with that? No, get it. That's a Seinfeld episode. You still not up on it. You're yeah. a young buck. I'm gonna get whenever I get engaged. I'm gonna get. Did you see like the the Beyonce shirt? But it say like Beyonce, like Beyonce with an S. It's Beyonce. I'm not marrying anybody that gets a Beyonce <laughs> shirt. So if you're listening in a no booking info audience and you're like, Dad, you know what? I want to marry Phil, and like by the end of the year, know that it's no fiance <laughs> popping off. But I digress. That's funny. Um, but to me, it definitely has evolved over time. And what I've learned is um, there will be people in your life that you love, that you care about. Um, and I think that's something separate from a soulmate. I think you have more than one soulmate. I think you can have many soulmates. Um, there are some that you'll never cross paths with. There's some that you've already crossed paths with. There's some that you'll, um, they'll be a constant fixture in your life, you know? I definitely believe that everybody has their reasons and their seasons. Some are for a lifetime. Some are just for a short while. Um, I definitely believe that they're not all romantic relationships. I definitely have friendships that, you know, I, I consider soulmates. Gabby, that's my soulmate. My mom, we're soulmates. Does Gabby so, listen? Of course she listens. Oh, all right. Just shout out to Gabby. I'm about to say, Gabby, if you don't listen, then we're not shouting you out anymore. <laughs> um, she so does listen. get a couple of... She gets shout outs all the time, don't she? Yeah, no? exactly. Exactly. I mean, what? She's my soulmate. <laughs> no, listen. I, I, I definitely get it. Uh, I posted the same thing as well. It's like, what's your definition of a soulmate? And of course, you get your, you know, your funny responses. You know, mm -hmm. so I won't... I don't feel like... Uh, my friend Heather was like, you gotta bring the, uh, the garlic butter. That's for me and her thing. Like, when she was staying with me um, for a while, we would always, like, order pizza and we would have to have the garlic butter and we would, like, crush it. <laughs> what, Papa John's? Garlic no, uh, what's it called? Fiesta. Oh, okay. Got good pizza. All right, all right. <laughs> but, but you know what? Somebody, somebody had posted um, a... By they had posted a, a quote from the person Elizabeth Warren. I'm not going to read. And all that was of this. the one from Oprah, right? Yeah, that's the one from Oprah, and that's the one that mm -hmm. when I heard that, it, and and what it said was that uh, a soulmate's purpose is to shake you up, tear apart your ego a little bit, show you your obstacles and addictions, break your heart open so new light can get in, make you so desperate and out of control that you have to transform your life. 
And so not in her definition, I know where does it say that it has to be somebody who that you're physically intimate with. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just defining that somebody who's who's coming into your life to help you change right. and who's... They're who's, definitely a reflection and they definitely call you on your ish. Well, I th- I, but I even think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. Because listen, I've had many people try to call me on my ish. Well, that's because you're full of it. I'm not full of it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm not full of it. <laughs> <laughs> I am not full. I'm, a, I'm an honest person, man. I try to be real. Yeah, you, I, I'm you the type of ish with you. No, I'm the type of person. I'm the soulmate. I come into people's lives oh, and, I, and I show Lord. them. I show them what it's supposed to be. Okay. You know, I show them what it's supposed to be. Oh, right. No, it's in, in all <laughs> in, in all seriousness, you know, I, I and I, I agree with her with regards to that. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that they say in there, because um, I remember watching that on YouTube like a, like a while ago, and they were just saying how, you know, your soulmate, like that relationship is so intense. Like it can be very intense and, and everybody can hear and that's it. What, and that's what it says right so, here. They may not be the person that you end up with or that you're with forever or that you're in that type of relationship with because sometimes it can be so intense that you can't even handle having that be something that you're in every single day and and that have that in your that capacity of your life. And so and that's where I, I differ, you know, with, with my opinion, because what she says is, uh, but to live with a soulmate forever, not too painful soulmates, they come into your life just to reveal another layer of yourself to you and then they leave. See, yeah, I, I I don't necessarily agree with yeah, that. I don't really agree with that. I've I've met people who I've who I've believed to be my my soulmate, but uh, they were my soulmate for that period in time. And so, if I'm able to to connect with a soulmate who I can continue to grow with and continue can continue to challenge me as I as I continue to evolve and evolves with me. So when we say, and, and this what you know, it, it makes her statement like a little bit of credibility. Right. So when we have people who are friends for, you know, for for long periods of time and so, you know, say they're friends for 50 years, it's and they feel like that's their soulmate. That's that's another thing. Like nobody can tell you what your soulmate is or what your soulmate is supposed to do. It's very subjective. it's, It's very it's very subjective. And so with that example, it's if we're evolving together and we're still able to maintain this friendship and this this level of closeness as we evolve as people, which can often, you know, have us push people away and have us gravitate away from people, then, then yeah, then they can still be considered a soulmate. Right. Uh, um, Brittany, actually, uh, when she commented on it, she was saying basically like different people do different things for her soul. And I think that's real and that's deep, you know? No, I, I completely agree. I was looking at my life when I was having this conversation. Uh, I, st- I was looking at my life to see like the soulmates that I have currently. And so, you know, I'm not, You got a team of them? <laughs> I mean, listen, you got to have a couple horses in the stable, you know? No. Mm-hmm. You, need a, you need a bench. Can I say that? No. Mm-mm, no. no. Why would you have your soulmates on a bench? Be more respectful about it. Well, I don't have any soulmates. The world knows I don't have... <laughs> the, the world knows I'm out here struggling right struggling. now. <laughs> struggling with my Walmart boots. I'm out here. <laughs> no. You know, but when I look at the soulmates in my life right now, it's, you know, I look at them like my daughter's mother. That was, you know, granted, a relationship between us didn't work. But as far as a, a co-parent, um, that's gang. that's my that's my soulmate. Your and so it, it, parenting. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I try to look at other areas of my life. <laughs> I try to look at like the love aspect of it. I don't really 
the, you know, that window is kind of small, smallish, <laughs> you know, to look and see who's my soulmate with regards to that. But even as far as, um, you know, just trying to grow as a person and what I do in my craft, uh, you know, I look at people like our, our upcoming guest, uh, Sarah Ashley. I look at her as a, as a soulmate in the sense where I'm going to learn from her in the interactions that we've had where, you know, even if she doesn't know it, like she's pushing me to be better. And so even if our souls aren't connected on a, on a daily basis, but just in general, like you meet a kindred spirit and, and you learn from that individual and you're able to continue to progress as a result of having met that person. Uh, well, I think doing that, that makes it kind of generic though. I feel like it's a little more, like, I feel like a soulmate is a little more intense than that. Like, in in you and um Sarah Ashley's you know situation, I would think that's more of a you know a a mentorship. You guys no, mentor I, each I, other on like and don't even realize it. You know, it's not like a. But I but again, it's it's subjective to the as we said, it's subjective yeah, to the true. individual. And so it was a <clears throat> it you know when we say okay, something might be a short period of time. It could have been that one experience where it's like Phil. Okay, listen. You're trying to do this Facebook. I'm talking about Sarah Ashley. Phil, you're trying to do this Facebook live chat with me. Um, you know, what people don't know is, you know, yeah, I post like, they're like, Phil, you post videos all the time, right? But when you look at them, like, am I standing and talking in the videos? No, I'm, I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I'm lifting weights. So, yes, the attention is on me, but I'm not. Um, fully engaged in that process i'm not talking and interacting because that was something i'm that i was very uncomfortable with very uncomfortable with standing in front of even though i, I speak in front of people just recording myself and, and seeing the potential of even though millions of people haven't viewed my videos you know with mm-hmm. me talking uh directly to it it's still a level of insecurity that exists mm-hmm. that continues Opening that yourself exactly exactly and so by her coming in for even if it's that short period of time you know it could have been that was my soulmate for like for like an hour you know and really? so yeah. I, because that because what, what it does is that that challenged me so much that that changed the trajectory of my life i look at and so if we're saying that soulmate Soulmates well, can have different levels to it, I guess. And that's why it's, it's so subject. Again, it's subjective to the to the individual. Now it's like a, you know, I'm not going to go and sit here and say, well, at Casa Brazil because they make my steak. Uh, you oh, know, so you won't call them out. Medium but rare. When I said something about the Brazilian place the other day. You was like, you telling them where the bat? The bat because they, they already know where the I live. They already know I can get robbed. You bat. know, so the bat. I think you the set me cage. up. So I think you set me up. That's what I think. No, but I didn't. I didn't know such thing. No, no. But no, I, I think is you know, again, it's subjective to the individual. And and as the responses that I received. Yeah, uh, I got a lot of like different stuff. Like some people were just basically, you know, saying, you know, you're just my friends. Like they've never met someone of the opposite sex that they feel um, was a soulmate. It's only been, you know, friends and stuff like that. Friends and family. And then... um. I mean, people people just look at it in different ways. Some people think their soulmate is somebody that's just like them, and then some people think their soulmate is somebody that's not quite like them, just a reflection. And then you can have somebody that's just like you, but very different at the same time. No, I, I, I think those are the the experiences that I have that I I feel like I'm a reflection 
I can be a reflection of the best of them and the worst of them and also be different at the same time. And it's, it's something I appreciate. Let me tell you all that. Because she is the truth. And she is so real. <laughs> and I love the way that she makes me oh, feel. Man. Where'd that come from? I am a reflection. Because you're talking about reflection. Oh, okay. Yeah, you didn't get it. It's, then I must be. No, nah, it's over. <laughs> No, it's, it's, right. And it's all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, we're going to continue. I'm going to say that for, for karaoke at Yakitori Boy. Karaoke's popping. I love Let's karaoke. See, you know what? I did it once. I'm mad because when well, I used to. I used to do it every Tuesday at Bala. Where? You know, Bala used to be my spot. Yeah. I used to live in Bala. I know. But I, I changed know. my life, man. I've been delivered. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want the, I want the, I want the, uh, I want the karaoke. Now, I used to go to Rubens, which is a. Uh, Expensive trash bar. Like, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Don't get that big. I ain't trying to get sued out here. But the drinks don't yeah. be that great and they be real expensive. That is what I'm gonna say. And I feel like that's true when I can't get well, sued for that. I'm just. <laughs> that's, right. that's, that's cheers to me. Um, but, you know, they used to have karaoke there and I never did. You know, I always just sit there and say, you know, I wanna do a song. It's I wanna so, do a it's song. It's so small in there. What do they do karaoke? Karaoke used to be popping in there. It used to be popping heavy. It's, there's um, no room. But I ended up going there, uh, you know, well, one of the dates I had, I went to... Date night. Uh, listen, this you was... You stay on a date night. Who's you got date? money. Who? You, all, you got all the money. That's a money. Ladies, Phil underscore qualified gets you a meal. Like, I just want to... That's it. I'm just saying. Well, my DM about to be popping now. <laughs> you know, who trying to go to Cracker Barrel? You know, we, we all... He take all his first dates to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> if you can't do the little, um... Golf tea thing successfully, he ain't paying them Listen, for the meal. If, if you have more, if you do the golf tea and you have more than I'll give you two, no, not two. If you have more than two left, then we not going, we not compatible. We can't, I can't, and you can't pay for the bill. She gotta pay for her own food if she can't get like, well, she, well, she should lead a tip at least. Um, but well, she, well, she should offer to lead a tip. She should offer. I'm always about the offer. I mean, you you always got to fake act like you're going to pay your part or you're going to, like, you pull out your card. But if the guy don't be like, no, no, I got this. And, you know, if he don't be like, no, no, no. I got this and let you pay, then, like, you don't ever talk to him again. But. No, see, see, and I'm, 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 I'm I don't want to say I'm different, but listen, I, I know I did stop somebody. From, the same person I went to Yakitori Boy with and, and did karaoke for the first time. And what I do, I think I did Biggie. Me and this white girl. Oh my uh, yeah, it was you know white white people when they hear hip hop, man, they yeah, they so go crazy. all the way in. But that was that was a real good night for me. That was a good date night, man. You know what? It's... Call her up. <laughs> Listen, life is love, Rev Run. Um, <laughs> uh, what was I saying? But no, I had you know the experience with the you know where they tried to pay, and it was like. Nah, I got it. And like, we literally went back and forth, like, nah, I, listen, I got it. Because, you know, as much trash as I talk, like, I talk a lot of trash. A whole lot. A whole lot of trash. A whole they, lot of I'm more traditional than people would think. Right. So. You just be talking. I be trying to tell people, they be like, I don't know how. Listen, he just be talking. Because you know what? You know what happens? It's like, you gotta, <laughs> you, you know, you gotta weed them out. You know, you gotta weed out. I've went on dates with, with, with women, and it's just like, yeah, I wish you all for the pay so I can so I can roll. You know, it's like and where oh, where well, but no, but it's it's where it's is 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 no connection. It's no uh, it's no even potential soulmate potential as a as a friend or 
anything, anything. more than that. Kind of and, and so it's I've been on some bad dates. Yeah, dating dating is difficult, man. And it's so strenuous. It's very strenuous, and that's why I don't I don't <laughs> think about dating for this is why well, and I steadfast with this. Uh, you know, dating with the idea of finding your soulmate. I, again, I was the same person I was having a discussion with about this. You know, we were talking about about dating and you know your intentions going into dating. And, and we've talked about this here and how it could really be, um, we make it a lot more complex than, than it needs to be. Instead, again, instead of just enjoying the time spent, we, we have so many, people... so many questions because we're, we're on this, we're on this clock, this, this, this imaginary shot clock, right? you know, where we get, you know, at 21, all right, we got 24 seconds left on the clock. When we get 30, we think it's down to like 10 seconds. I got some time. Exactly, exactly. And when in reality, you really got a whole lot of time left. Mm, I, just, I, don't, I, I don't prescribe to having a lot of time, though. But just why why though? I feel like you got to let your intentions be known because a lot of times, if people see that you're like not worried about it or you're not dating intentionally, like I don't date to date. Like, I'm dating with intentions on being married one day. We always go back to this. Why do we have this conversation every podcast? (laughs) Every podcast. People are like, yo, I'm sick of y'all. I'm dating to get married. I'm not dating to just be chilling and kicking it. Like, I'm not. So when do you you know you're supposed to bury somebody? When do do you know that? Like You know when you know. You should be praying about it. You should be... Like, you know. I feel like... mm, so Me what if, personally, I don't think I'll. I'm not getting that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but because I, I say that to say, all right, so it's like we're dating to get married. Then when do when do we know? So if for me, for example, and I always, I always got, I always got to not so, know, and it could be like I'm, you're not the one, and I think that's where people need no, to start saying you're I, not the one. See, I don't think that's true though. I'm I'm 33 years of age, right? And so mm-hmm. when and so when I yeah I'm, I'm I'm a geezer, and when I when I get married, and so and this is why I, I was having this conversation yesterday with somebody I, I dated previously, and it was I recognized why it was so because we had the coming to God last week, uh, why it was so <laughs> difficult for me to put a title on a situation what people call situationships, mm-hmm. why it's so difficult why? because listen. When I get married, I'm not, I'm trying to be married for for sixty Forever. for sixty seven years till I'm a hundred. And so, yes, I might we we might date for for six months and we might be together for two years. But if I'm looking at it at, from a sixty seven year standpoint, two years may not be enough time for me to know that I want to be together with you for sixty seven. No, that's fine. I'm not saying like, you, you, you get what I'm saying. I say. Four or five years. I feel like that's cool. I'm not going to be nobody's girlfriend for 10 years. Like, if you don't know, if you don't know in six years tops that I'm the one, then I ain't the one. And you wasted my time and I got to go. And that's just how I feel. That's just me personally. So, but Some we, people but, are in relationships for a long time. Like, But we stay at jobs for 10 years <clears> and, and, and not know when we're going to get a promotion. But Well, that's not as, for our generation, though. Honestly, like our generation, we're going to reinvent ourselves. If we want what we are worth and what we deserve, we're going to have to reinvent ourselves and try different careers about every five years. Well, actually, it's less than that because... Four to five years. It's, it's actually less than that. Like it's really? Four, well, yeah. the rest of actually, It's actually like two to three. Really? Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's two yeah, to three years. Especially if you want to, you know, raise, so raise your flexibility. If you want to raise your income, 
you know, it's best to switch jobs literally like every two to three years. Yeah. And I so, mean, but money's not everything. Like sometimes, like I definitely, I'm always, you know what I mean? I never stop job searching, even though, even if I'm like comfortable and I, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with my job. I just think it's always okay to like still be looking. And I think it's it's more than money. Like there's there's been times my mom calls me a career interviewer because I'm always on interview. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like there's been jobs and they they've offered more money than I make. But it's like the job was just like mm, I don't want to do this. There the flexibility wasn't there. Like the perks that I have, it wasn't there, and it just wasn't worth the money to me. Like it's not always about the money. Yes. No, listen, I, I completely agree that is that it's not all about the money. Um, and just to to bring it all full circle, I, I think that we just need to be mindful about what we're entering into. You know, we need to be mindful. We need to be diligent. We need to do the homework. We need to do uh, Carfax. On, on people's lives and and things like that, so we not so we're not surprised with uh you know in, in five years when this individual says I don't, I don't want to get married, True. and his the the pattern has been <laughs> he, he has when a, people tell you something, believe them. When they show you something, believe them. It's never wrong. It rarely changes. The man that sleeps on the floor. <laughs> Cannot fall out of bed. The dog that jumps in the water loses the bone that's in its mouth. And I still don't think Martin is a funny show. But, you know, some things. Yeah, clearly I didn't laugh when I was saying it because it was like, okay. Martin is hilarious. Yeah, but I know your type of people like that type of stuff. Your type of people. What does that mean? No, but again, with regards to the soulmates, it's you know it's critical. So, am I out here now being? I feel like a soulmate is good for your mental health. No, not necessarily. Not if we if we go off the if we go off I the logic. I feel like if your communication is right, if all the pieces are how are if all the pieces are working the way that they're supposed to, your soulmate should be good for your mental health. I. I can. I don't. I don't know. Cause and again, I'm still stuck in the mindset where I'm looking at soulmates as this this relationship type of thing, this physical intimacy type of thing. So you know, I think about the people that I've had in my life that I that I consider to be soulmates for that point in time, and they might not have been good for my they mental. They brought you some stress. Stress. Stress, that's an understatement. But I, I still viewed them at the time as to being a soulmate. But that was my definition of a soulmate at 25. So at 33, I'm not dating somebody that's engaged anymore. No matter right. how You're much. You're not riding down I, I the highway to Delaware. I, what's up with you? Who did someone tell <laughs> They you? already know. We talked about it before. Oh, we did. <laughs> Shout out to Rose. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> you can't do stuff like I that. Can, I can't. I should edit that out. Oh, I mean, or what? The boy, he knew. Own it. He listen. He knew. But you being disrespectful. It's not. But that was listen. Not that's. Is that disrespectful? That's something that I experienced in my life at age twenty five, and here I am at thirty three. But ain't that his wife now? That's that's his wife. I mean, they're they're <laughs> happy. Then. Does she listen? Maybe she don't listen. He ain't gonna hear it. Sorry. He'd be alright. I'm not gonna say I told her to listen, but you know. <laughs> 
That's, because she reminds like, that's why I still can't e- Issa Rae is beautiful we didn't, we didn't talk about the Golden Globes at oh all. we did we, we didn't talk about it. I and knew it, was it was major I, 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 I don't know but we'll, we'll wrap up the, the soulmate conversation I, but I, I, again I think it's it's subjective I think we Definitely. agreed upon that I think it can be um, short term it can be long term I, I think we can have soulmates in, in various aspects of what the short term thing for me is it's a long-term thing. Yeah. And I, I think it... Because w- when she's my soulmate, you stuck with me forever. In my Cardi B voice. Forever. You're the second person that said that to me today, and I still don't get it. I don't, I don't, <laughs> what, Cardi B? Yeah, I, mean, I know B who Cardi B is, but... Uh, when she be like, if you if you got beef with me, we gonna have beef forever. <laughs> I hate that show. <laughs> I hate that show so much. Like, I don't even watch it. I just saw it on Instagram. I just thought it was hilarious. yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was you I was talking to. I talked to various people. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, it's don't get me confused with nobody else again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't talk to anybody on the phone. I realized that this weekend. That, <laughs> no, you know what it is when you. No, no, no. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Nah, I'm sure. Listen, you go through it every couple months, so you you understand. You understand. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say that. You gotta be so shady. But you, but you'll understand this point. What I realized yesterday, it was, and over the weekend, like my phone was dry. It got. It was so dry that I had to call to see if I had got clipped by T-Mobile. Now I did get clipped. Like I, I got clipped on Saturday, but I was clipped for like six like, hours. Doo-doo. But my phone was so dry. We're directing you to the billing department. <laughs> and that 20 activation fee is, is bogus. But what it shows is that, you know, we, we invest so much of ourselves in the people and how we can shut out outsiders. And it's hard to, and that's I why. Like, I, wait, I don't like when people say that their phone is dry because the phone works two ways. So even if nobody's saying your phone, if you really want some interaction, you can easily. Well, I'm talking, it, it's, else. I'm talking as, as far as like if you're. Like dating, or if you've gone from oh, dating okay. one person and you're not dating them anymore. But you hopped or, on POF. You could have hopped on POF and got a couple numbers. Listen, listen, POF, soul swipe. <laughs> soul swipe. You on Tinder? Soul swipe is like Tinder. It's the, it's the black Tinder. Uh, these these sites are. It's, it's well, sad. It, well, I used to have a POF, but yeah. I didn't have that stuff. Yeah. I saw you on there one time. You know, I shot. Don't act like we didn't. I didn't message you like, "Yo, what you doing on here?" <laughs> like I do that all the time. Yo, if I see somebody, and I was like, "Yo, get out of here." <laughs> if I see somebody I know on a dating social site, I'm gonna hit you. up. I'm gonna blow your spot up, heavy. Like, what you up to? Like, what you? Why are you on here? Like, oh. as soon as I saw, I'm like, oh. And you had on like a sweater and flip flops. I was like, you here looking like a nerd. <laughs> Listen, people be like, no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. People don't be digging my pics. I don't get no, I don't get any. Because you got on that sweater and chocolates. They not chocolates. They loafers. <laughs> if people said that was a good look on me, man. That was. Hey, what a, they cut off shorts. Cut off my no Philly shorts. <laughs> that was a good look. I went to a wedding. I went to What's a wedding reception. POF? <laughs> shout, shout out to POF. If you want to find me on POF, you can look me up at Simply Phil. You know, Go check him out, lady. He's looking for a wife. <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs> did you change that on your profile? You need to put looking for a long term relationship. We discuss, did we discuss that again? I get you confused with the people because I talked to a lot. I talked to I have a lot of women friends, and so like we talk about these these different things because boys don't want to hear about 
you know, about We should that. do a POF episode. We we need to have a POF. We need, matter of fact, that we do. We need to have a POF episode <laughs> and and just go through some of the messages that I get um, with regards to POF. But what? But I had a friend of mine. Um, she was she had been on there and she was I had a question like yo why am I not getting any love on here and she was like well you have casual dating and not um, yeah casual looking. dating means you just want to hit it doesn't and not and that doesn't mean that to me yeah hey, shout out to when my women see casual shout out to day sixteen of celibacy too <laughs> shout out to day I told you not to do that because I was going to tell you was not <laughs> you told me all right my bad. All right. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with a little hand love. Ain't nothing little wrong. I, I, I didn't sell the. I didn't sell the deal. I ain't sell the deal. Sometimes it's late at night, and you might. Parents don't let your children listen to this. Sometimes you get a little. Your hands start moving. You know, you got to hold. You, you got to grab. That Martin, uh, stand up. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to talk about it. What? Because I, I think I was. I was thinking. About, wait, what was that? Run tell that? Was that yeah. run tell that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What were we talking about before that happened? Um, the POF. And, oh, yeah. yeah. We should definitely have a POF. A POF episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, wrapping up the soulmate. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, whatever, it's, that, it's whatever you want it to be. It is. Because, you know, I'm really into lists. And I was online and I was looking at different lists. And I didn't. Like, there were none that I, like, completely agreed with. So, it was like, this really is completely subjective. And it really depends on the person. So, yeah, I hope everyone out there is being good to their soulmates and everyone deserves a soulmate, I believe, because I think they definitely bring nothing but value to your life. Yeah. Yo, I'm, I'm saying, I'm sorry. That's, I dig it. I'm, I guess I'm past the soulmate conversation because you know, I'm interested in like this POF conversation. And so I, I dove into my DM. <laughs> oh, on, my gosh. Uh, Are you an oh. upgraded user? No. Don't be an upgraded user. No, well, Nobody responds to upgraded users because it's just like you're a creep. Like you really paid to be on here. But but, but, <laughs> but see, people don't say that for for things like eHarmony and Match and things like yeah, that. It's different though. And so it's a different crop. Well, let's not go there because we could have an episode on that. Yeah, but it's and then what's one of the questions? How do you hop into? Because people say hi to me all the time and on here. And they usually, do. I've never messaged a guy. It's usually the big, like I only get messages. I don't send messages. And that's the thing, but it, I have a the, the type that usually messages me. So and, and listen, no offense, listen, I love everybody. Listen, I have a history with the big boned sisters. We go way back, you know. We go way back, like car seats. And so you know, but they they're usually the big boned sister that hit me up, you know, because they're more they're more aggressive a lot of are time. They? they are the big boned sisters. They went listen first. They went and out. I like that confidence. They definitely. I love it too. You know, they say, "Hey, what's up?" And it's like. You press the joint and you go look at their pictures and it's like it's not your taste. But you want you don't want them to see that you viewed the profile. I think that's one of the things because yo, I don't like hurting upgraded. People. I don't like hurting people's feelings. If they're not you know? upgraded, they can't see that you read their message. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I might upgrade. Well, I don't use it anyway, but it's sometimes it's late at don't night. Don't upgrade or you're not going to get any responses. <laughs> I just told you that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Nobody likes me anyway on here. Like, well. I, like I'll read, and then I don't trust you. You know it's, <laughs> what? Like it's like every time I go and listen, I don't. <laughs> no, I, you're delving into our our episode. I, I, I save it. I save it. Save it. So not that like, because the transsexuals on here, I, I press it like once or twice. I'm not getting caught up in the tranny scandal that rocked to Instagram <laughs> in 20, 2016 to 2015. I'm not getting caught <laughs> up in it. It was one of them. But, Listen, but not. I rule of thumb for that. But you don't know. If you don't see any childhood pics, 
be weird, be be a little leery. But you can't do that on Plenty of Fish. You're not finding childhood pictures. Well, I'm just saying, I feel like a lot of people got their Instagram names on there. So, like, ask them for their Instagram name. Go to Instagram. If they don't have no childhood pics, like, if it stops at, like, <laughs> teens, just be a little careful. I feel like I'm going to get associated with the trend you scared in 2015, 2016. Just be a little careful. I think I'll be associated with it. Hey, listen, whatever make people well, happy. We love everybody. Yeah, listen, this is a non-discriminatory show. Hey, yeah. So, yeah. So, I do want to talk about the Golden Globes. I, I thought it was... I thought Big it was, win. And I was I was hyped that uh Charlie Gambino shouted out Migos. <laughs> you know, I got it. I was happy. I like it for the the cultural aspect. But again, <laughs> you know, songs like that keep me like uh, I'm on the fence about, you know, because it's not it, it's you know, we have the demeaning lyrics at times. And so it's I don't know if that's a good representation of of black culture in a sense. Makes sense. No, okay, so you're gonna you're gonna do what I did. Well well I mean shout out the shout 2017, out twenty seventeen your reciprocation. <laughs> <laughs> you messed it up because God I don't did. like uh whatever you just did. But no, I, th- I definitely thought it was definitely some big wins. You know, I wanted my baby Saray. I, I don't know what's happening as she gets more popular. She's getting more and more attractive. It's crazy. Like I sit, I sat and went through her. She's fine. She she is she a fine go sister. She don't got a fake wagon. I love the chocolate sisters. That's you know she got the pretty teeth. She got the listen. I got it. The world. I got a thing for locks. They could be full locks. Uh, yeah, they, I, I got a thing for Does locks. She got locks. Why she just has twists? No, I think they locks. I think they locks. But she's just she's yo, she's so beautiful. Like I sit and look at her and I just She's gorgeous. I'd be amazed, man. I'm just like, yo, like yeah. And I was listening to a breakfast club interview, she was like, She got a boyfriend, so I had to stop DMing her. <laughs> you know, I felt like because at one point, you know, especially in my new Crossing uh, the line. Yeah, especially in my new single life, you know, where I Why um, you had to like say it all hard? My new single life. I feel like you said it real hard. I didn't, I didn't think so. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I'm looking my, for a wife. 2017, find a wife. But no, it's it's you know you just start looking at things different. It's, you're looking at people different. So yeah, I was I hit her DM up. You know. Are you serious? What did you say? <laughs> hey, how are you? Like I'm, I'm corny. I'm corny. I, I don't know how to properly hop in DMs. I don't. You know, and so that's why I don't do it. It's like because I'm I'm the type of person. I ain't got no game. Like not nice. guys, if you're if you're like infamous in DMs, talk to talk to Tree, give him some tips and tricks. But I but I don't think that the guys that are great <laughs> in the DM are going after the type of chicks that I want. Cause, uh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like my type of chick, if I hop in her DM, I'm like, hey, what's up, babe? How you doing? She probably not. She was seen. Seen. <laughs> seen. Seen. <laughs> that, 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 you don't want to do that because you know I got a little. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. Don't ignore me. I don't like. Well, it could it could be good for your uh your rejection therapy. <laughs> that, that listen, it is. Mm-hmm. And if if anybody doesn't know, I'm doing 30 days of rejection, uh, which is you know I call rejection therapy. Where I didn't coin this. It was and it's a good. It's a great TED talk. Um, it's about a 15-minute TED Talk, a guy who talked about how he found this purpose after he quit his job. He went, his wife gave him six months to figure out what he was going to do. And so for 30 days, he just went around getting rejected. 
And so what it did was it, it, it built up like an immunity to, to somebody saying no to him. And so it's like, all right, say no, all right, next. And so because what happened is in, in our minds, we build up, we have this rejection already set in our mind where it, it even stops us from going out there and attempting to to secure the secure the bag, to secure the things that in life that we want. And so I decided to take on that challenge uh, to to build up a, a you know immunity uh, to no to rejection mm-hmm. to no. And so yeah, so that's that's one of the things. Like I'm much more comfortable in in hopping in a DM or hopping in a message or, or something like that than I am going up to a woman saying hi. I think you're attractive. Because I, I have it built in my head already that all right, she gonna shoot me down. So I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna stumble on the words. Yeah, shoot I, your shot. And then I'm gonna stumble on the words, and then uh, I gotta take the walk of shame. Cause nothing like that walk of shame, you know. Nothing like that walk of shame. Away. Like what? Like how do you? Is it a walk of shame? It's not a walk of shame. It should be a walk of courage because you went for what you wanted. Except, and it's all about trying to change the, you know, the get changing the mindset, changing yeah. the mindset. So that's what, that might be one of the things that I do. Twenty seventeen, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Twenty seventeen. I'm, I'm gonna shoot. shoot I, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Shoot I, shot. I don't. I don't know who I'm gonna shoot a shot on, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot a shot. Yeah. And I, I might record it and say, you know what, I shot my I shot. I do it. I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, you want to see me shoot my shot to somebody? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully it goes well. Because I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm, I, I'm, I'm already planning it in my head how it's going to go. Like, oh, you got a date on Sunday, right? <laughs> well, it's a, technically, I, I don't, I don't know if if it's a date or not. It's, it's, you know, I said, listen, you, you <laughs> <My> know, <head. laughs> why are you saying you're bad? Listen, listen, I didn't know how I was allowed to say that or not. No, listen, I'm gonna, listen, I'm an adult. I'm not married. I'm not in a relationship, a committed relationship. So, no, it's, I'm. Single, so yeah, I'm supposedly I'm single looking back on the prowl. <laughs> That's I thought not it was perfect. <laughs> I don't know how. Miss Trina, oh, where the bad? No, no, she gonna be in concert too. This old school yeah. concert, the old school, it's an old school concert with like Ludacris, Buster Rhymes, mm-hmm. I think Freeway. Check it out. Yeah, but yeah, supposedly I have a date on Sunday. It's It's not even a date, it's just. Like shoot your shot, man. That's like shoot your shot. Yo, you want to go get something to eat? That's what I was like. Shoot your shot. Oh, you did shoot your shot. That was your being shot. That was a shot. That was. It might. That was. That was. We're not sure if it went in. Because you know why I'm not sure if if it's but it's still in the air. You know why this isn't a date? So so quick story. So what? It's like near the run, but it hasn't. It's like. <laughs> no, it's not even. It's not. I don't even know. Sound if it's, effects. I don't even know if it's a real shot. So, long story short, I commented on a post, you know, making a joke about like cause I love Cracker Barrel. I ain't gonna lie, making a joke about Cracker Barrel, and it wasn't her post. It was her friend post, and I was like, and so she commented like, "Oh, we all love to eat." I said, "Oh, well, we all can go Cracker Barrel." And so then, yeah, I, like that's where you messed up. So then I hit the person in the like. Yo, you like how you gonna invite my friend out and then have my DMs invite me? But no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it was just a, because it, it was based off it's what like the an outing. It was based on what the stat was and me making a joke oh, about okay. it. But it's like, so, well, since now we're here, <laughs> since <laughs> you since you hopped in and it was yeah. like, all okay. right, so let me let me ask and see, you know yeah, what? Well, let's see. But yeah, but I but I also gave my number to it and it hasn't, awesome. I, ha- I haven't been contacted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I got, yeah, we could do that on Sunday. I was like, all right, well, text me. And so, yeah, it, did, it, did she see it? It was seen before the uh, the the text because I had said something after that, and that got acknowledged. But not the number. Not the number. You know, that's why I need to maybe call T Mobile and find out. You know, what's up with my phone? Maybe she called on Saturday and you, your phone was off. See, missing opportunities. No, but this just transpired like yesterday. So. Yeah, listen, All right, I'm out of. I'm out yeah, yeah, yeah. So, listen, I'm, I'm not pressed about it. We're not pressed. Yeah. It's 20, 2017. This, this is no not... buttons. We ain't pressed. <laughs> so no buttons, no booking info. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So to wrap up the gold, the Golden Globes. I don't know how we got on my dating life, um, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Is it? It's, it's, be, it's be, fun be, for me. Being single is not. The, the funnest thing in the world. Like when you miss having somebody, like miss having a companion, especially somebody that you're that you connected with and were close with, and then it's just like it might not be there anymore. It's it's like, damn, I gotta start over. It's like it's like playing a video game, right? And you forget to hit save. Or <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know that feeling? No, Ooh, I don't. That's a that's a hurt. Oh no, piece. I do because there was this one time I was on like level one hundred thirty two on Candy Crush and like I broke my phone and I had to get a new phone. <laughs> yeah. I was on zero. And you, like I didn't want to play. You, anymore. you didn't. You don't play anymore. It's just like it's gonna take something else. You want to find a new game, mm-hmm. you know. But it's you gonna go through this yeah. lore trying out different games. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying out different games. I, I got I'm trying you. out different What's games. Now that's what's popping. Listen, you know, and so hopefully. You know, I may hopefully I get back the Candy Crush, or you know, or if I don't get back the Candy Crush, uh-uh. there's lots of popcat games. It's a lots of popcat games. Mm-hmm. So I like Big Money and the, what is it, Twist Word? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it was a it was a good thing. So it was, come, it was a, this was a feel good episode. This was feel good. It wasn't anything I, I heavy. Think, yeah. Well, the I mean the interview is a little. Well, I mean the, the interview was emotional for me because I mean Sarah Ashley did an amazing job, and you just feel her passion when she speaks, and you know that she's serious about what she does, and like she really cares, and this is something that's important to her. And I can relate, and I understand because you know I went through that. Like I lost. A good, fr- I lost my friend Justin. He was a very, very good friend. We went to prom together and everything. Like I'm cool with the family. I still go on the holidays. Like when I was at, now, home, is that the guy Christmas. from Temple? Mm-mm. No, that's somebody else. Okay, oh, high school. Okay. Like I, I still went and saw his grandma over Christmas, and you know, it just it still hurts. And it's just like you, no matter how much time passes, it's just like what could have I, what could I have done? Yeah. Like you know, you look back at different patterns and things people said and things people did, and it's like. You know what I mean? Was that was that him reaching out? Mm-hmm. Could I have done something different? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's hard. So in the beginning of that interview, I definitely got a little, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and so and so we hope that you you guys because the interview is going to be coming up after this, um, and we just hope you guys take something from it. Again, you know, it's a discussion and a, a real and honest discussion with Sarah Ashley about mental health awareness about. Uh, suicide prevention about uh, suicide awareness awareness, and as well as the things that she's doing with her organization Mm -hmm. so in the community and for the community and I keep telling people how much representation matters and how we just need to break this stigma it's so important yeah like it really needs to be our mission in 2017 to 
to break the stigma of mental illness being a weakness because that's the last thing it is. You know, there's strength and support. You got to support people. And that's just what it is. So I know you guys are going to really enjoy this interview. So check it out. No, definitely check it out. So until next time, America. Wait, somebody else uses that, right? No, you shouldn't say until next time, America, because we about to put the interview. That's why I said, let's check it out. That was the segue into the interview. Okay, let's start over. Let's start over. Let's start over. <laughs> No. No, just, go ahead. Just say it. Just, you got your edit game popping in. No, we're not editing this. This is real life. We real people. We know booking info. <laughs> what, what do I look like? I don't make graphics. Ooh. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> we'll tell them about that next week. And we hope you enjoy Sarah Ashley. Peace. So we are joined now on No Booking Info with the amazing Sarah Ashley, Sarah Ashley Andrews, who is the founder of Dare to Hope, which is an, an organization that's geared towards mental health awareness and suicide prevention, as, as well as just doing random acts of kindness to those who are in need. So we first want to thank you, Sarah Ashley, for joining us on No Booking Info. Yes, thank no, no you. Problem. No, no problem. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, definitely, definitely. So first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your organization? Okay, so um, you said my name is Sarah Sanders. I'm the founder of Dare to Hope. Dare to Hope is a nonprofit organization that strives to conquer suicide in youth and young adults, um, really between the ages of 12 and 25. Um, so what we do is that we go out and we educate um, in the public school system, private school system, charter schools, um, really any outlet that we we can get our hands on or get get there, we try to utilize it and just spread the information that we have to hopefully save um our goal is to save lives and to conquer suicide. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. For for people who don't know and they, they may seen a, a video or a Facebook live chat that I that I took part in, Sarah Ashley co hosted it with me, you know, with regards to spreading information about mental health awareness. And so that was my first professional interaction with her. But we've known each other for years, and it's it's just amazing to see people who and just seeing people grow. And I and I think that's what we're seeing here. We're seeing somebody who who really cares about the people, you know. And that's manifested itself over all areas of her life because you're you're very active in the church. Um, again, you're active in the community, not only with mental health awareness and, and suicide prevention in particular. But also with the homeless, and and let it be known, we probably the last <laughs> one of the last people to see Meek and Nikki together. <laughs> um, she she's had them at at several of her events, and again, it's not going to get the publicity that you know that that superstars, quote unquote superstars, celebrities may get. But again, she's she's doing a lot of work within the community. So I I, I want to ask, what made you want to get into this? This being this helper and and wanting to conquer uh, suicide, as you put it. Oh well, so a couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine committed suicide, and from from his death, I decided to form an organization that um, would prevent anybody else from going through what we went through. Um, so the best way to prevent that is to educate people on suicide prevention. And yeah. the warning signs, the risk factors, um, you know, the, the behavior changes that we just need to pay attention to because I think a lot of times we just don't know what to look for so we can't save the life because we have no idea, you know, what's going on with the person. We we don't know what to look for. We don't know 
um, what what a suicidal person looks like or what a depressed person looks like or what, you know, somebody who's who's um, suffering from anxiety, what that looks like. So just yeah. to go out and educate as many people as we can, that's that's why we started it. That's why I started it. And so what you, are you, you things that people could actually, you know, look for or pay attention to? Because I feel like, you know, mental health, there's such a stigma there, and people really don't know what exactly to look for. And a lot of times people may just think that, you know, someone's being strained, and instead of embracing them and helping them, they actually distance themselves. Right. And a lot of times the distance comes from us not knowing what to do. Um, so I don't know what to do, so I just don't do anything. And and that's, like, one of the worst things we can do. So um, I, I remember on our Facebook Live show we did – you know, with the myths and all that thing, like what what it looks yeah, like, what it doesn't yeah. look like. But you know, one of the main things that that you should look for if somebody is suicidal or depressed is that they just had this change in behavior. So whatever the routine was, they no longer do the routine. So they may be withdrawn um, um, from from you from from their their normal what what is normal to them. They may be withdrawn from it now. Um, you know, even down to eating habits and overeating or, or not eating at all, um, sleeping too much or not sleeping at all, um, even saying things. A lot of times that's the biggest thing that we miss. Um, people talk and they, they express themselves and they do it through their writing. They do it through their Facebook posts, their Instagram posts. Um, they'll just do it in conversation and we miss it. And I think that's one thing that we have to pay attention to, too. Yeah. And just, yeah. you know, change you- like – behavior like if, if a person is depressed like you're going to be able to see it like you're, you're and, I, and i'm not gonna say all the time but many times it's 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 subtle signs that, that we just we just miss yeah yeah no I, I definitely agree it's you know and and the fact that you're stressing the point that when you do have a close relationship with, with somebody it's sometimes we can see the signs you know if it's somebody the lay person who we we may or may not know, you know, all too well, then, yeah, we can miss those signs. But I do agree that uh, when it's somebody that we're close to, you know, sometimes we have just that inkling that something isn't right, that something isn't right. right. Now, you made mention of what it did to to you and, and those who knew the individual that you knew that committed suicide. So what exactly did it do to you? Um, outside of the fact of, of wanting to, you know, start this organization to try and prevent um, future suicides, because I think it's often overlooked is, you know, really how the day-to-day of of the, of the I don't want to say, the survivors of the individual who's committed suicide, what that looks like. Um, and, and to say that, I can say this, it probably has a, a a deeper and more impactful effect on his family um, mm-hmm. than his friends. And, and not, you know, because he, he had close friends and then he had friends. Like, we went to elementary school together, so he had close friends and then he had friends. Um, what I can say that for me, it just was a level of confusion, of, like, major confusion because mm-hmm. I just didn't understand. Like, I didn't. You hear about suicide, but you don't really understand, like, at such a young age why somebody would take their life. And somebody that you knew would take their life. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it was confusion for me. It was like, what what could I have done? Did I miss something? Like, was it something that I missed? Like, what what was going on in his mind? And I kind of felt like we were good friends. Like we were, we, you know, we would interact, and it just felt like if it was something that he was going through, what what was wrong? Not what was wrong with me as a person, but what was it about me that maybe caused him not to reach out to me? 
Okay. You get what I'm saying? As a friend, like, yeah. why yeah. didn't you feel comfortable enough or safe enough to come to me and talk about it? I definitely can relate to that. I definitely, um, I had a few friends in the last couple of years that, you know, have committed suicide. And one of the ones that was, you know, closest to me, like, after it happened, like, when I thought back, like, the last couple months, I, there were definitely situations where I felt like, you know, he may have been reaching out or asking for help. And, you know, when that kind of happens and you go back and you replay things, you definitely can tend to, like, you know, feel guilty or feel like you could have stopped it and things like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, you made mention of of what you could have done to potentially help them. So what types of things can, can somebody do when we do recognize that, you know what, uh, Tom or Johnny or Jane or Shaniqua, that, that something's not right with them and, uh, and I'm concerned, what type of help is out there for them? I think. I think the first thing that we have to do as as friends, as family, coworkers, whatever, is to not be afraid to say something. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to understand that, first of all, you're not going to have all the answers. Like, you're not going to know everything to say. You're not going to know every place to direct the person to. But a lot of times a person just needs somebody to listen to them and to mm-hmm. recognize that I am going through something. Like, I need you to recognize that I am calling out or reaching out or crying out for help. Um, one of my Facebook friends had posted something about being depressed the other day. And, you know, we weren't we weren't that tight. We went to high school together, I believe. We went to high school together. But it's like I still reached out because I want you to know that I recognize what you're saying and I'm, and I'm here to talk. No, we haven't talked in a while. But if you need somebody to talk to, here's my number. Um, just yeah. to validate it, like, let them know that, they, they matter, that they matter, and what they're going through matters. And just and, and to ask direct questions, I think a lot of times because we don't know what to say, we don't we, we kind of beat around the bush. Um, but you have to ask direct questions, like what what's going on, what happened, you know, why are you you know why you may be feeling like this, what triggered these feelings, you know, just ask in, in general conversation, but just ask direct questions. Like I know something's going on. What what's come on? Let's talk. What's going on? What happened? Okay. And, and even then, past that, you know, um, looking at resources in the city of Philadelphia, especially, you know, well, there I always, whenever I do a presentation, I always give out the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. But then there's also local numbers and, you know, local places that um, through the Department of Mental Behavioral Health that people can reach out to and, and get the help that they need. And there's also crisis centers all over all over the city. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's that's definitely great advice. And for the for this suicide prevention hotline, that is eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. I think that, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is just because the level of, and I've probably never told you that, uh, I've told you this, but it's just a level of, of authenticity that is that you have. And so, you know, it's not just a matter of okay, I'm going out here and, and speaking. Um, and so I can post them on social media. It is doing things like you said, where, you know what, let me go to this person's inbox and, and see what's happening with them, you know, so, to see if I can be of some type of support. So, you know, just from afar, uh, you know, you're appreciated. You know, I do want you to know that you're appreciated in all the work that you, that you do. I, you know, I sit back and all, you know, at times when I see you, it's like, and I'll have you expound on this as well. You know, when I see you do, like, the random acts of kindness and, you know, like, listen, I'm going to be here at, at 12 o'clock 
you know, if y'all want to come through and help me hand out food or hand out, you know, uh, gloves to the homeless or hats or, you know, it's, it's just something that, that's, that's lacking. You even, like, share me up one time where it's like, yo, come, uh, come bike ride. And I'm like, bike ride? And I, listen, I haven't been on a bike probably in about 20 years. You know, but again, it's, and it's that level of authenticity, which, um, which people gravitate towards, you know, and why she's, you know, receiving support from, you know, from the, from the various people like the, the beef mills, you know, who, you know, you wouldn't think that, okay, uh, where he would want to be involved with some type, just based off, you know, uh, how he's, how he's perceived in society. You're right. You're right. And so, yeah. So I just, that was, that was just me saying that I, you know, I appreciate you. In the work that right. you and do, right. and even with 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 the celebrities, I think that again, just like any other person, they're just not aware of what's going on. So once yeah. I have a conversation with Meek, and I'm like, Meek, this, this, and this, this is the suicide rate. This is this is the you know the population that we serve. This is what I want to do. When you sit down and explain it to these celebrities, like they they understand it and they get it, and they're willing to work with you or willing to give whatever you know finances they may be able to give to help to help move it along but it's all about communicating and, and spreading the message and spreading the awareness because if i don't know i don't know how to help you but if i do I know and I, I think uh, and I think a lot of people forget that celebrities are regular people too so the same thing that you know people are going going through in the community celebrities they're not you know right. they're not you know immune to it yeah exactly yeah if yeah, anything, they have definitely. as much stressors or more stressors being in the public eye all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, so what? The, some, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. So, what are some um, initiatives that um, your nonprofit is working on right now that you know people can start to look for or be involved in? Okay, so we just like a couple of weeks ago, we just did our uh, our holiday give back. So that's something that we do every year. Um. So this year we served we serviced about 21 homeless teenagers at um, youth emergency services, and we actually gave them like full makeovers, haircuts, makeup, um, hairstyles. They got manicures. We got a um, we had a full dinner for them, and then we had two special guests come. Brian Jennings and Shari Williams from Six ABC came and just encouraged the kids for a little bit. So that's one thing that we do annually. And then we also um, right now um, I have a school an in school program called I Dare to Be, and what we do is that for six weeks, we do a six-week intensive, like, I don't want to call it training, but educational piece where we educate the kids not only on suicide and suicide prevention and awareness, but we talk about, you know, coping skills. We talk about what living mentally well looks like, so diet, exercise, um, outside activities. We talk about um, staying true to yourself and what that looks like and, and staying true to your goals and, and who you are as a person and not let anybody, you know, change that up in your life. And then we also work on a, um, a um, like an anger management, self-control piece, critical thinking, conflict resolution piece. And then we also, for our last week, we do a random act of kindness. So we go out and we, um, you know, either feed the homeless or some type of random act of kindness that we'll take the kids on. So that's what we're actually doing now. Um, I'm working on a project with um, some some folks to measure um, the success of this this program that we want to do. So that's our next thing, but I can't really talk about that yet because um, it's not finalized. 
But we are starting a conversation piece, Phil. Um, and I, I wanted to bring you in on this too, Phil. It's like conversation piece for parents. Um, okay. And it's going to be launching. And the first one is going to get their dry. We're going to sit and we're just going to have a small um, rep session with a, with a few parents, about 10 parents, and just empower the parents to have that conversation with their kids about mental illness. Because a lot of times parents don't feel equipped enough to have a conversation. So their kids are struggling because they don't know what to say to their kids. So yeah. we're going to start um, the conversation piece. So that's starting. That's going to launch in February. So we can look for that um, coming up too. Oh, wow. That's really great. You're definitely doing some uh, wonderful things in the community. So it was telling me a lot of the stuff that you were doing. And yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely a lot going on. And it's definitely necessary and needed. Yeah, so you said definitely. that you work with um, the homeless population too. What are some um, what are some misconceptions? Because you know, when a lot of people talk about homeless, they think that being homeless is a choice, and that's really not true. It's not, and I think that I think a lot of times we forget that a lot of us are a paycheck away from being homeless. If I lose my job today, do you have enough savings where you can cover your mortgage or your rent for a couple of months? And, you know, so I think I think a lot of times we just become so far remu- removed from people's situations. But when you get out there and you talk to people who have been professionals their whole entire life and they lost their job or, you know, a house fire or something just caused them to be in a position that they're in. And then you also have to remember that with the mental health, you know, situation, a lot of times families may get fed up with the person in the family who has a mental health issue but doesn't follow through with the treatment. Because it's not your fault that you have a mental illness, but it is your fault if you don't seek the treatment for it. Um and I and I and and not to because because the treatment is out there. And especially if you've been to the doctor already and you have, you know, your regimen, you have your, your medication and you have whatever the doctor prescribed for you or the therapist said, you know, that you need to do. I think sometimes so when you when you have that population, you have those people who are out on the street now because their family was like, you know, enough is enough. And it's still, and those are the people that really have my heart because you're still out here not being able to get the help that you need now because yeah. you, there is no follow-up or follow-through with you now because you're now because you're homeless. Um, right, and there's no support. So, yeah, there's no support. There's no, there's nobody to follow up with you now. And, and it may yeah. not even be that the family put them out. It, it may just be that I couldn't maintain my living situation because of my mental illness. So I couldn't keep up with my bills. I can't keep up with, you know, the normal the normalcy of life because I have a mental illness. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense to y'all. No, that's Yeah, no, it, it it definitely makes it definitely makes sense. You know, I think what we're talking about, you know, with the suicide prevention is mental health awareness and and, you know, just with regard to the homeless population, we're talking about, you know, the importance of having a support system. You know, support systems are are critical in in our individual success, and so not having that makes life difficult. You know, it makes life that much more difficult. So when we're driving past and, and we the, right, and even with in regards to me saying it, it is your fault. It, and it's not just it doesn't just lie on the person who has a mental illness. If you know someone in your family has a mental illness, just any other illness, and I think we're we're we could be so quick to support somebody with cancer or support somebody. You know, with with diabetes and something like that. But when it comes to mental illness, I think that we shy away from it. But just as you support, you know, your family, just as, just as supportive as you would be with a family member who is sick like that, with that type of illness, 
you know, we need to step up and support our family members and make sure they're taking their medication, making sure they're going to the doctor, making sure they're going mm. to see the therapist, like, just to make sure, like, to stay up on them. Because it's hard. It's hard for anybody. Like, it's hard for somebody with, with – my parents have diabetes. It's, they struggle with taking their medication. For whatever reason, I always have to make sure, Dad, you take your pills today, Mom, you take your pills. You get what I'm saying? So we yeah. got to stay up on yeah. our family with mental illness, too. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I think people look at it as – especially mental health compared to everything else, they look at it as just more of a burden, you know, because, and, and look at it as more of a, a choice of the individual when in reality, uh, that sometimes is the furthest thing from the truth, you know? And so it's like, here, we're trying to juggle it, you know, we're trying to juggle X, Y, and Z, and now we have to make sure that so-and-so gets to the doctor or, or gets their treatment with something they really don't even know anything about. And so, because it's easy to see what will happen with diabetes, you know, what will happen with diabetes, right. so, you know, I saw, I saw soul food, I saw what happened to Big Mama if she didn't take her insulin and, you know, she lost her leg because of it. And so, it's just the things that, that's tangible that sits in our mind. We don't, we don't think about, okay, well, um, if, if Johnny is, is, he doesn't take his medication, he's just going to be in the house for four days. Well, he can just get up and get out of the house if he wanted to. And it's like, he, he needs to do it on his own. So, yeah, no, I definitely, I, I definitely get what you're saying with regards to that. And, I mean, plus moods change, and people can, you know, turn into someone that, you know, their family doesn't necessarily know. Like, they can right. completely turn into a different person, and they just don't know how to handle it, right. you know. And like, it, there could be situations where they turn on their family members. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's a safety issue, and that's something that we have to, you know what I mean, that take into consideration when you have a family member, you know, uh, that, is, that is struggling. Yeah. And, I mean, if, if we are, um, you know, if you do have somebody who, who is finding difficulty with their mental health, I know you mentioned, you know, suicide prevent, uh, you know, the suicide prevention hotline and Department of Behavioral Health. Uh, I just want to touch on, on the, my crisis centers, like you, like you discussed. Take them to your, you know, go to your local crisis center. Take them with you if they if they choose to. They, you know, they have to voluntarily want to go. Um, otherwise, you can attempt to have them 302, which forces them to, if it's if it's upheld, it's a lot of legal mumbo jumbo. But if if it is upheld, then it forces them to have a mental evaluation. And so, you know, I hear a lot of people, because a lot of people throw around the word 302, oh, you want, I'm going to get so-and-so 302 um, as a threat, when in reality, it's 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 a tool. You know, it's a tool to, to get somebody help, it's a tool to get somebody um, the assistance that they that they needed. I, I had a, a friend of mine, a, a ex-girlfriend, and, and as you were saying, with the Facebook post, and that's how it started. Somebody hit me up like, Phil, did you... Did you see what so and so wrote? And uh, I went and saw, it and it was it was very cryptic. And you know, this is a, an older woman, so you know, we have this idea that okay, once you get a certain age, you know, so like uh, so and so suicidal, that's for young people. No, it's, uh, you know, older adults for that as well. And okay. so ultimately, you know, reaching out to her, she did attempt suicide and, and took medication, and I took her to the hospital. And it was, you know, it was a difficult decision, you know, to sit here, somebody that you that you either care about currently and in this case cared about previously, where, I mean, you always care about their well-being, but it's just like, okay, do I want to have this person committed 
uh, committed. It's not your decision, number one. I want to make that clear. All you're doing is saying, listen, you need an evaluation and bring it to their attention what happened. And so I had to say, listen, she needs, a, especially my background in mental health, she needs an evaluation. And subsequently, she ended up having to, to go to an inpatient psych hospital for a few days. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since then... And if, if listen, I've I know people with that that have doctorates that have said, listen, I need a little break, you know, and they right. go, they get their little four days, uh, you know, three four days that they need a respite from the world, and come back refreshed and renewed. And same thing with, with this woman, she she picked up, she moved, you know, and her life is is back on track. And it's I think it goes to your point of when we talk about suicide prevention that it that even though we're in the midst of probably one of the hardest times in our life, that it can get better and things can improve. And sometimes somebody who commits suicide, they don't see the light, but the light is there. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree on this. Yeah. And, I, and I'll just say this, too. Like, it takes about 10 years for a person to seek treatment for their mental illness, right? And I think a lot of times we don't even understand that anger and aggression is a part of mental illness. Mm. And and mm-hmm. to even and, and for me for my story, like it took me getting in trouble or, you know, having this major situation happen in my life for me to realize like, yo, you need to seek help for this. And and yeah. I can remember like spaz and all throughout my years in Bloomsburg and just being like angry and when I went to anger management, like it changed my life. Because it taught me how to cope. It taught me, like, what triggers, you know, what triggers my anger. What can I do when these things are happening? My breathing exercises, like, and it, like, I I feel so free now on the other side of the treatment. On the other side of having to go sit on somebody's couch every Saturday, you know what I mean, for yeah. for a couple of months, it just, it just, my life is just so much better now. And I think yeah. people don't realize that, and the people can realize the freedom that comes with, um, with treatment and, and with this counseling, just just talking, being able to talk to somebody and talk things out. Yeah, and, I think and it's more so like atmosphere. I think it's more so people being afraid or worried about what other people are going to think of them if they get help, or especially like men thinking that you know if they get help or they seek treatment or or anything like that that makes them weak. And I try to tell people suffering in silence is not is not is not courage. <laughs> right. Yeah. And seeking out help does not make you weak. Right. Yeah. Because my thing is that the, you're okay. you're you're living physically, but you're not alive. Like you're dying every day because you're not inside, you're just not right. Like you and it's hard and it gets harder and harder every day to live a lie when you know that something is going on. And yeah. I think that if we just like my goal, my goal is to like break the stigma, like like how a person and, and nobody's afraid anymore to say they ain't got an AIDS test or HIV test. Like nobody's afraid anymore. They post it, they post their results on on um Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I want it to be that way for for our mental health screening. Like I want people to be like, yeah, I went and got my mental health screening today. Yeah, like yeah, that's no, how I want agree. how normal I want it to be. Yeah, and I and I think that you know by by talking because I didn't know, you know, ab- about your you know your history of anger management. You know, I wouldn't have never thought that you were you know Tupac and uh, you know <laughs> Tupac and Bloomsburg. But you know, I, I say that in jest, but it's not that you're just oh that's angry Sarah. 
You know, it's like, no, it's, right. it's a background. It's something that, you know, whether it's experiences that have happened in life that get you to this point, and then the idea and the recognition that, you know what, I can't continue to live like this. And sometimes, as it, as it was for me in my police involvement, where it's like, you know what, I need, I need to change. You know, I need to make a change, but not, not every, forget everybody else. I need this for me. If I want to get to where I want to get to in life, and if I want, you know, I want to live mentally yeah, well. That's life. Yeah. You want to live mentally well. And, and it's not even so much, it's about us individually, but then it's also about the people around you. Like, cause mm-hmm. imagine the effect you may have had on your daughter if you didn't get treatment. I look at the effect yeah. I had on my family when I got angry. Like, I didn't like the way I made them feel. They were uncomfortable. They, you know what I mean? They, oh, I can't say this because I don't know how Ashley's going to react. I had a conversation with somebody and she was like, the lady I was talking to was like, I, I didn't say anything that I didn't know what you would say back and I know how you can get it. Like, I never want somebody to feel like they can't be themselves or talk to me because of my reaction. Like, that's sure? a problem. That was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's definitely real. And it's the, it's the real life experiences like, like, like this is the reason why I say, you know, yeah, you know, I want you to come and, and go to Martin Luther King with me. Cause yeah, I can, I can talk right. with, and they'll see a male, but it's like, you know what? They need to see a female. They need to see, you know, somebody else who, who is, who has dealt with or is dealing with, you know, cause again, we're all going to experience. And that's, I think that's another misconception. You know, where it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'll be all right. It's no, you're going to experience a mental health issue at some point in your life. You know, if you ever, and I always say, if you ever care about anybody, whether it's a physical person or if you care about your dog, you know, and, you know, if you have a relationship with anything or anybody, you're going to experience a mental health issue, Um, you know, because the sadness, the depression that comes from somebody dying and things like that. So I, I just, and that's why it's so critical you know, and the work that you do with getting out there and, and working with the kids. Um, I was in I was in Martin Luther King High School today, and, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm just walking around, and you know, I'm thinking, like, they don't have no idea what they're, what they're going to be in store for when we get there. You know, because they, they are dealing with a lot. I sat and I, you know, I was talking to the school officials there, and it was a, an outside therapist that was there, older Caucasian lady. She was like, well, I just can't engage you know the the daughter and the mother they just don't want me to come to the home and you know i'm looking at her and listen she could be amazing an amazing therapist she could be an amazing therapist but who are and i'm thinking in my head who is she going to listen to you know who is she going to trust you know is she going to trust me you know is she going to trust somebody like like sarah ashley who you know who a part of the hip-hop generation we are millennials you know but we have this knowledge base or is she going to trust this older white lady? And so, again, that's why I think it's so important with the work that's, that, that you're out there doing. Representation because it is matters. People. Hey, representation matters. Representation definitely matters. I agree. So, so where can people find you? Um, so we have our website. Um, our website is www.dare-the-number-two-hope. Dot org. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. Dare to Hope's Instagram is at Dare the Number Two Hope. Um, my personal Instagram is I Run Dare the Number Two Hope. Um, and you know we're on Facebook. Google us. We got a couple of little articles out that we um, were featured in. A couple of articles that I was featured in about suicide. 
So we're we're out and around there. So that's where you can find us. Say I don't have a um I don't have a Snapchat or anything like that. I probably need to start one for when we go out and talk to the kids. Um, but yeah, it's, that's how you. It's like it. eighty different, eighty different social media yeah, things, and I can't I, keep I'm up. So not, it's a, yeah, I only got <laughs> Instagram and Facebook. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, what if somebody wants to? Because I know you do do your random act of kindness. How can they? How can they be involved with that? Um, they can. Um, so our our website has a, a way that you can contact us, and the, the email will go straight to me. Um, okay. So if anybody wants to be a part of it, they can go onto our website and it just, I think it's called the contact me section and okay. send an email over and it'll get to me and then we can, we can chat about what we want to, what, what you, we can do, you know, projects we're going to work on, projects that we're working on now as far as giving back and we'll go from there. Okay. Okay. That's great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, listen, I, I definitely want to thank you for, for giving us the chance to get to know who you are and letting the world know who you are. And and I know I've said it a few times during this during this interview, but you know you are appreciated, and the work that you do is definitely appreciated. Um, and I want you to continue to be encouraged to 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 do the work that you were meant to do. So again, I we agree. want to thank you for coming and, and being a part of our, our show. So. All right, so there we have it. We have Sarah Ashley Andrews from Dare to Hope. We out of here. Peace.